Hi there, welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. Dave Ramsey on Beans and Rice and Rice and Beans. <laughs> welcome back, uh, caller. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Stereos Coconos, host of the Loudest Podcast. Ah, you a podcaster? <laughs> yes, I got my podcast. Hang up on this guy. <laughs> why? why, why? <laughs> I'm Sriracha, and I'm back with functioning organs again. <laughs> with me is a stereo. Stereos Coconos here. If I sound nearly dead, it's because I did nearly die over dumb spring. Sriracha. Spring. Would you care to explain what dumb spring is to people? Well, Stereos, as we know, is a sober boy. He's a sober boy. He does not smoke drugs or do the weed or the alcohols, but he gets one weekend. <laughs> He, he, this is, by the way, not in a Sriracha enforced rule. He chooses to drink and get really high over one weekend every year. We call it Dumb Springer, and I participated, and I, I don't remember anything that happened this weekend. All right. I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff. Okay. Now, if you don't want any of this stuff to be in the show, you just say, cut it, and we move on. Okay. Do I it. don't want you to be embarrassed by this stuff. Sweet. All right. So, first things first. You told me that you want a big diamond. Oh, fuck yeah. That's true. You said, I want a big diamond. When you're super drunk, I know I can ask you anything. Yeah. And I'll get your real opinion on it because you won't remember. So I've had this idea for a while to uh, get you an engagement ring that is has like a crypto key in it. It's like an RFID crypto key because I know you love crypto. And that way you could like wave it over whatever your device to unlock your stash. That is the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Tell me I said I liked that. Well, when you were drunk, you said, no, I don't want that. I want a big diamond. Yeah, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I don't want a fucking crypto. <laughs> Are you awkward? No, I don't want that I at all. I thought it would. Look. I know crypto is one of your interests. You have 9,000 different kinds of cryptos. I thought it'd be cool for you to have like a ring that like unlocks a thing and it's like a magic ring that unlocks stuff. Why don't you leave the cryptocurrencies to the master? Okay. So you tell me, no, I don't want that. I want a big diamond. Fuck yeah. Okay. And then you told me how much you think this diamond should cost. Okay. No, okay. I, no I'm not going to say the number. Uh, it was disproportionately high, but I did make you say it at the same time. And I forget what you said, but it was disproportionately low. I remember that. It was like terrifyingly. Oh, high. it was ludicrous. But to be fair, I was—I don't—I did not know how much these things cost. Okay, I do—I don't really know how much they. If they cost what you said, and look, I'm realizing the more we talk about this without saying the number, the more frustrating it's going to be for the listeners. So let's just yeah. move on. Yeah. On night one of this, um, it was amazing. I was like, oh, I, I'm going to have to go out and get weed. And Sriracha was like, actually, I've been planning for Dumb Springer for a long time. And I have a hidden stash of weed that I bought just for you to get high on during Dumb Springer. Yeah, I put it in a cigarette case and hid it in my drawer. <laughs> yeah, and it, what's that map on the cigarette case? This is the map of Western Russia. I bought this from a dude. I have no idea how to pronounce this, so I'm not even going to say the name of the territory, but I bought this from a guy on eBay that said it was from the Soviet Union. I have no idea if that's it's accurate really cool. or not. Really I like cool. it. So she hands me this thing. It's got a map of Siberia and like a nuclear symbol on it. And it's full of weed. We get high as hell. Um, I smoke so much weed and I drink so much alcohol the first night that I write myself an email. <laughs> what was the email? And... um. The subject, oh, let me pull it up. Oh the, my God, yes. The subject line is, 
please stop substance abuse. <laughs> Body of the message. I don't feel good. Please help. You can see this was sent at uh, CES at 1 a.m. on Saturday. I do remember at one point, right before we were falling asleep, I was like, maybe we shouldn't do this again because I'm, and then I fell asleep and I woke up the next morning and immediately just started continuing the conversation like, yeah, let's definitely not do this again. So I woke up the next day and I saw that I had an email from myself and I was like, no, nah, fuck that guy. I'm not reading this. That guy annoys the shit out of me. And then I grabbed the pipe. I got super baked for two more days in a row. Me too. I got so high that I started eating. Listeners will know that I made pierogies Thursday night. So I got so fucking high that I, I was hungry. I, I got the munchies, right? But I'm not going to. I can't go through the effort of baking pierogies again. But I have a big ball of dough in there. And I just go hard in the fucking paint on this raw dough. Look, it's one thing if it's raw cookie dough. Why? Raw. Uh, why Yo, raw dough is weird. It's weird to just eat raw bread dough. It probably doesn't even taste that good. It didn't <laughs> at all. You, it takes dough like 10 minutes to bake. You couldn't have waited 10 goddamn minutes. No, I could not have. <laughs> because my body was rebelling against me. And then I gave myself, I swear to God, I'm not making this up, listeners, fucking salmonella. <laughs> because the dough had a shitload of raw yeah yeah and so monday she's like shivering and she's vomiting non-stop and she's like how come you're not puking you went harder than i did you got super drunk and high all weekend too and i was like i was like i don't know sriracha i, I thought we went about the same and then of course i find out because <laughs> she's fucking eating the pills berry dough boys taint <laughs> she's just been chopped up and put in a pyrex yeah no i ate uh, a bunch of it and then i was like i legit thought i was gonna die at one point you looked i was like remember i went to it i was like it's hospital time time to go to urgent care yeah and i was like no fucking way i go to the hospital because i have a hangover <laughs> <laughs> so i call my mom she's like what what type of symptoms are you having i was like well i drank a lot and i smoked a lot i didn't tell her the smoking part i was like well i drank too much she's like okay well that's not going to help your condition but if you people usually don't have fevers after they smoke or after they drink so i was like oh i also ate about a pound of raw dough she's like what kind of dough i was like uh pierogi dough it's like fucking why and I was like, I don't know. It just felt like it would be a good idea. She's like, well, then you definitely have salmonella. So on Monday, I, I legit, back me up on this. I could not eat anything. Yeah, it was really sad and scary. It was legitimately scary for me because it felt like like I was shivering to death and I was just puking up even like a glass of water. I could not keep down. Yeah. I would immediately throw it back up. But I, I legit thought I was going to die. No, I was very, I was very, very scared. Like um, at one point she told me, she, she was like, can you go out just to the Italian bakery and just get a big loaf of bread? And I'm like, okay, that's perfect. We'll toast up the bread because when people have stomach discomfort, there's this thing called the brat diet, which is uh, beans, rice, apples, and toast. Yeah. And if you eat those things and when you have a sour stomach, like those are the things you're supposed to be able to keep down. She couldn't even keep the bread down. Well, I, I could, though, actually. I was able to keep <laughs> the delicious, freshly made, crusty, hearthy Italian bread down. And I ate the whole big thing. 
Well, I, I did eat a couple pieces. I just happened to throw them up immediately afterwards. You really didn't eat that much because I kept saying like, well, you got to save some for her in case she gets better. And then I kept saying like, nah, nah she'll probably fuck be her. dead. I better, <laughs> eat, I better eat this bread before it goes let her away. I feel like, so uh, the moral of the story is do drugs, they're awesome. And I feel like we really bonded as a couple this weekend. Oh, no, no. I know we bonded as a couple. Um, because we fell asleep at one point holding hands. Yeah, we did. Which oh my we have God. never done before. And so my guess is that we were both hanging on for dear life. Just <laughs> on the edge of the fucking crater. <laughs> Just riding the dragon on this fucking <laughs> weed and all this shit. And the thing is like, we bought super nice whiskey because it's like, hey, you know, you're, you only drink once a year. Uh, why not get yourself some super nice whiskey? And like at first we're just like sipping it, taking sippers, sippers. But by the end of it, we're just drowning in Coke Zero. <laughs> so we can, because the thing is, we're drinking against the clock. Yeah, we are. Like we have, like we're like we have to finish all this whiskey and all this weed and all this gin <laughs> before stereo turns back into a sober pumpkin. Our, our bodies start rebelling against us. I still can't believe it wasn't the alcohol that caused you to throw up. Something I did, though, that I've been looking forward to doing all year, I've been waiting until I was high to do this, was uh, watch Rick and Morty season four. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Watching that and 90 Day Fiance while stoned out of, like, off the planet, 10 out of 10 experience. It Okay. I get... I really do understand Rick and Morty on a deeper level now. <laughs> like you, ha you have to be high to like it. Like you have to be high. <laughs> to be fair, you need a very high blood alcohol content to understand Rick and Morty. It's the the thing is, and I think I realize why you have to be high because otherwise you know you're watching Rick and Morty and you know you're doing something wrong. Yes, no, I really do agree with that because I watched the first two seasons of it when I was in college. There was only the first two seasons yeah. out and I watched it and I fucking loved it. And then the third season comes out and this is when like Rick and Morty people became a thing and I, I was know. like, uh, I don't even want to be tangentially associated with this. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like I think we've said this on the show before but like Rick and Morty is the first thing that the fans ruined it's like it's not the show's fault it's <laughs> the fans fault no the show wasn't even like hey guys wubble up dub dub annoy everyone at mcdonald's hey let's make us about viral videos hey i'm rick look at me a hundred hundred annoyances morty i want to take a let's say morty morty we got to go get a pack of szechuan sauce to ride on the ground and watch the weebs lick it up do you remember that of course i remember that of course i remember that and and just like lime jinjo Okay, so like the guy who, the guy who goes, who's now known as Pickle Reed, the guy who jumped on a McDonald's counter, said, I want my tendies Reed. Like, he was doing it for the bit. But much like Lime Jinjo's My Life is Like a Video Game TikTok, the satire and parody was so good that it was indistinguishable from the real article. I said how people just post pictures of Lime Jinjo making the soy jack face. And it's like, hey, he's making the soy jack face ironically. It's like, yeah, he's still making the face. Yeah, there's like three people. Oh my God, I love that video because in the comments of it, there's like three people that understand what he's doing. And there's like 20 of them that are like, okay, Hey, it's silly pants. You look so stupid. Damn, bro, don't take my bitch. And the other half of people think he's like legitimately got a mental condition. They're like, guys, he's happier than all of you will ever be. 
this is the second time on this podcast that you have to point out oh, really? that the people in the TikTok comments thought he had, was mentally challenged. This is the second, you love that factoid so much. I do. Okay, I know we're, we're going to die here. We're both exhausted. Um, I don't know that I could do another one of these dumb springers. You sure? I don't know. I mean, on one hand, it's a lot of fun. Oh, we didn't leave the apartment. Oh, right. Another thing I want to do is uh, I'm going to pull up every Grubhub order we made. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. All right, oh hold God. on. Let me pull them up. We ordered food delivery six times in two and a half days. <laughs> Wait, is that only yours or counting mine? Uh, no, that's only mine. Uh, you might have uh, only mine. I don't have access to your email. No, I got away with two orders. So okay, we ordered so grab them eight, eight times, times in two and a half days. days. Um, this first order is for no shit, seven grilled chicken <laughs> club sandwiches <laughs> and one beef brisket sandwich. Oh my God. Um, this next order I have is from a place called Ice Cream Bar and Beer. <laughs> and it is exactly what you think it is. It's two pints of Ben and Jerry, brownie batter core, and mint chocolate cookie, and a six pack of uh, beer with the word resin in it. Um, it, I, it's that nine percent alcohol by volume. Brooklyn I legitimately IPA. don't even. What time was this order? Because I legitimately don't even remember eating this. Oh, this uh, was at uh, nine fifty six p.m. on Saturday night. So you were asleep. I was definitely asleep because we'd been drinking all day and night. Uh, what what orders do you have okay, there? Uh, yours? So I have two orders, both from the same Mexican place. <laughs> 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 Looks like we had tacos. One night Ooh. and burritos the other day. Oh, that's so nice. Um, now, I think I know the name of the Mexican place you're talking about because I, too, have <laughs> uh, two orders from this place, one on the 26th and one on the 27th. Uh, apparently, I ordered a side of avocado and some peanut butter balls. <laughs> Oh, I remember the peanut butter balls. One time, and then uh, and then the very next day, I ordered a protein brownie and a slice of chocolate mousse cake. I didn't even know they sold that there. Oh, yeah. Remember the baked super nachos? I do. I like those a lot. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. We, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do this again. Uh, I'm going to die. Because, because I think I turned to you at some point, and I was just like, Getting this drunk and high is like an occasionally pleasant flu. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's just like, it's like one-tenth of the time is like this nice, buzzy time, and the rest of it, you just feel like you're going to die. You're, oh. you're just throwing a dart at a board, hoping it lands on fun, and it never does. Yeah, I know. Goodness Christ. But you know what? I'm also realizing something. I bet... Most of the reason we were sick all weekend was because we were all bloated and gassy from all the garbage food we were putting in our bodies from the Grubhub Corporation. I mean, you ordered seven fucking chicken sandwiches. I don't even know how you managed to house that. Yeah, I took a lot of the chicken out of the sandwiches and I put them on the salads. Okay. But then I also just... I put three of those chicken sandwiches together and I just kind of made it. <laughs> triple decker. A triple decker chicken sandwich and I just ate the chicken sandwich. Yeah, I can't do this again. Yeah, nope, Tarantula neither. All right, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> 
More of the loudest podcast re- fights their own organs. We're gonna die. Why did we do this? <laughs> hey, idiots! You want you want a Nathan Masri? You got any Nathan Masri? You want to put him put him on your desk or something? Of course you don't. You gotta head on over to patreoncom Asterios, where fifteen dollars gets you not only the Nathan Nazri don't donut steal. <laughs> fucking crazy sticker but also this month we've got a brand new jacked trading card you need it for for the set and the last night that you can get it but you need to act fast because midnight tonight is the last moments that you can get the trading card and the sticker patreon.com slash hysteria is just $15 a month $15 what's your problem if you're an adult and you have a credit card and you don't have $15 that's ridiculous that's embarrassing the sticker I'm sorry to interrupt on your commercial. It's the cutest sriracha there. It is the, the Mimi Yuri Drew, the most adorable little sriracha. I love this sticker so much. I am teeny tiny on that sticker, and I'm I made a serious blur out the f word because I know <laughs> you did. people don't like putting things in public. Like even I don't like. They, I have a shirt that says like "fuck subculture" on it or something, and even I don't wear it outside. I don't give a fuck. People don't like putting the f word on their things. I feel like if a mug had the f word, it would be more acceptable because you're not. Not taking that mug everywhere. Yeah, you can just enjoy the F word in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> All right. Patreon.com slash stereos. It's the time. Head on over right now. Patreon.com slash stereos. All right. It's time for our anime segment. Yeah, because we have to have one of those every episode, I guess, no? Well, I mean, look, I just like it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if this entire show were only about anime and cryptocurrency, we would be the most popular show on the internet. Now, we've been trying to come up with a name for our anime segment. <laughs> Ron Paul's Anime Punchers. And so far, Ron Rand Paul's Anime <laughs> Punchers is the number one voted on Twitter, and it also seems to be Sarat's favorite. Yeah, we could also do Majorie Taylor Green Anime Punchers. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, Rand Paul did get punched by his neighbor. And so when I think of this, I just think of like one of those shitty memes where the word anime is over his neighbor. And Sarah's just punching him in the back of the head. <laughs> um, we'd also considered calling this, oh, what were some of the other ones? A seasonal garbage? Eaters. Eaters, right. Because that's what you kids call the... Th- oh, right. And th- actually, that's why you wanted to talk about this, because you're up on all the new seasonal garbage. Yeah, no, the seasonal garbage is going to start flowing real hot and heavy soon. So I figured we'd watch three trailers of shows that I... Uh, I favored it on my mail list. Okay. So we could you could tell me which one you're most interested in watching. Okay, cool. All right. Well, um this let's see, you've put cute little names next to these. This first one, oh no. Okay, now I wanna tell you something. There is a word. <laughs> it's four letters. It begins with a P. And if we say it, we get instantly demonetized. Okay, well listeners, we're gonna call this word pride. <laughs> No! Oh, Pride okay. is good! Gay Pride is good! Okay, we're gonna call this Panda. There we go. So, like, criminals who go to jail for <laughs> engaging in Panda. Kith. I saw YouTube call it Kith before. What? what? Oh, God. Uh, wait, like, wait, do I want to know what those letters stand for? It's not bad. It's, okay. it's Mike, the way Mike Tyson pronounces the word kiss. 
Oh, that's really good. So he tried, he started calling he, the word kith as like a catch-all term for these types of that's things. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's great. Kith. Yeah. So this is a show that I personally believe is a kith Asterios, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. for people that like strange types of kith. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to read you the description of Don't Toy With Me, Nagatoro-san. Okay. This is coming out very soon. Sure. High schooler Hayase Nagatoro loves to spend her free time doing one thing, and that is to bully her senpai. After Nagatoro and her friends stumble upon the aspiring artist's drawings, they find enjoyment in mercilessly bullying the timid senpai. Nagatoro resolves to continue her cruel game and visits him daily so she can force senpai into doing whatever interests her at the time, especially if it makes him uncomfortable. Slightly aroused, and somewhat fearful of Nagatoro, Senpai is constantly roped into her antics as his interests, hobbies, appearance, and even personality are used against him as she entertains herself at his expense. As time goes on, Senpai realizes that he doesn't dislike Nagatoro's presence and the two of them develop an uneasy friendship as they patiently put up with the antics of one another. Okay. This doesn't seem like panda stuff because they're both the same panda age. Yeah, I guess panda isn't the right word, but it feels like kith. <laughs> and oh, also, I, I thought I knew what kith meant, and now I don't. No, it, I thought it was the way that Mike Tyson pronounces the word kids. Like, I'm really into watching kith, kith. Oh, no, I, it's the way he pronounces the word kiss. So I'm using it as a catch-all term for this type of medium that you might enjoy while alone in your room. Oh, God. But also, keep in mind that you're watching this. You're not a teenage boy. You're a 40-year-old man imagining yourself as a teenage boy. Oh, God. So, yeah, let's check out Don't Toy With Me, Nis Nagatoro. (laughs) All right, so there's like a little nerd, and there's a girl who's leading in to kiss this nerd, and then she slaps him in the face. Saying, oh, I can't believe you thought I was going to kiss you. I would never do that. She looks like she's constantly just pissed her pants. Okay, now do you see what I'm kind of talking about here? Yeah, no, this is a show about uh, getting bullied by a hot girl. Because uh, I guess you have no self-esteem. Because you're into that. <laughs> right. Well, well the, o- the only medium in which you can accept a girl talking to you would be to bully and mock you. And so it's like a humiliation fetish thing. Yeah. A humiliation fetish where she like grabs your nipples and shit. I didn't see that yet. Oh, no. It's just you did. You missed it. I did? Yeah. I, wait. Okay. Let's roll back to that nipple grab. <laughs> Oh yes, you're right. And then the and the the look of sheer joy on her face as she grabs those <laughs> nipples. It's like she's tooting a radio to talk to God himself. She's so ecstatic. She teases. She, teases. she, she tortures. <laughs> she sometimes she startles. And she constantly looks like she just wet herself. <laughs> She shows up at his house, apparently. Soon the sadistic girl with a soft spot will awaken something within you. 
You being a 40 year old Japanese guy. Yeah. So we'll definitely be watching this one, right? And the Crunchyroll logo comes in at the end, but it's kind of like. Uh, <laughs> it's like a weird Crunchyroll logo that doesn't have the word Crunchyroll on it, as if it's like, we're kind of ashamed that our audience wants this, but we know our audience so well. Like, we had to buy yeah, this. We, had to, we know this is going to be stupidly popular. This fucking girl's face is going to be a reaction image for everything on the fucking internet. Look, if we didn't license it, something called like Otaku Box was going to license <laughs> it. Like, look, <laughs> this is a better. And then we could spend some of the money on a good anime, right? Right. Mm-hmm. None of those exist. I know. It's like the fucking. It's like how video rental stores, like 90% of their income was the porno section, even though it was only like 3% of their inventory. (laughs) The rest of the video store was just there to make the owner not feel like they were in the pornography business. Fill out the rest of the shelves. Yeah, people are really into the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. We have seven copies of that, and we have no copies of Anal Destroyers 5. (laughs) So we're going to watch Nipple Destroyers 5, right? There are multiple shots of that lady tweaking that poor kid's nips. (laughs) And grabbing his junk. That's the kind of bullying I can get behind. (laughs) Some of this bullying does... that's, That's okay. That's cool. Yeah, I bet you would. 40-year-old Japanese man. Hey. I bet you would be... 38-year-old Chinese man. <laughs> I bet you'd big... be s- super down with a 15-year-old. Oh, oh, what's the next anime? Enough of this. <clears throat> uh, okay, you've called this next anime just a show about making coffee mugs. Yeah, this is just... This one's pretty self-explanatory. I don't even need to explain it to you because it's just a show about making coffee mugs. All right. This show is called... Yakunara Mug Cup Mo. Which I believe roughly translates to, let's make a mug. Really? Yes. Let's make a coffee mug. I can't wait to see this. You know, you and I both love coffee mugs. We do. I have the name of like the best coffee mug distributor and manufacturer. It's this little shop in Portland. They make excellent, we have a bunch of their mugs. Oh, we do? I've just been waiting for us to come up with a design that's good enough to put on a mug. I love coffee mugs as podcast merch. I'll come up with something. Maybe I'll have Mimi Ori help me. Yeah, exactly. If it was just like a little sriracha complaining or something or yelling or saying like, good morning. What if it's just a little sriracha that says morning simp? What if it's me and one side it says morning simp and the other side it's just the Navy SEAL copy pasta wrapped around the mug? Oh my god. What if it's just you saying the Navy SEAL copy pasta and it's wrapped around the mug? Love that. That's just great. There, we got it. We got it in the one try. Mark your calendar. Wow, that was fast. Do you have a passion? I'm Himeno Tokumoyo. Tajima City is famous for its hot summers. The highest recorded is 49 set. I'm here. I moved here to attend high school. All right. Found my passion in this city. And it's making coffee mugs! <laughs> <laughs> a heartwarming pottery story in a hot city. The, the, wow, this lit. Oh, okay, these are beautiful coffee mugs. All right, I'm hitting pause real quick. Yeah, no, those are some good ass looking coffee mugs. You know what? It's, it's, it's so funny because, like, you know, you hear the premise of a show like Food Wars, and it sounds like 
crap. Like <laughs> these kids have baking duels, and it's like, but then you watch it, it's like, oh my god, these people fucking love food. Whoever the fuck is making this show wants to fuck a coffee mug. These I want to fuck a coffee mug. Those were beautiful coffee beautiful, mugs. Beautiful, like cerulean. Let me go back to these coffee mugs. Oh, look at this little mug. It's got like an inlay of the moon in it. And this one's got an inlay of the sun. And there's a little tiny quarter moon that's on top of the hand, like the ornately decorated handle. And they each have different coasters. Like, look, this is like a half moon coaster. So part of the, wow, I love this show. It's just like, it's like laid back camp, except instead of going camping, they just make coffee mugs. I fucking love laid back camp, too. That's another goddamn show where you're like, it's just, it's four girls who like camping. Oh, that sounds boring. But then it's like, oh my God, when they make that soup, you want that soup so bad. It is. It's boring as fuck, but it's like a nice, slow type of boring. It's like, a, I'm a 50-year-old salary man, and I just got home from a 16-hour day at the racism factory, <laughs> and... I want to just sit around and watch some nice, slow television. Such a wonderful mug. Oh, there's a pottery club. Oh, and they're all into making mugs. And they're going to connect with the clay asterios. So when you watch this show, you have friends who are all interested in what you're interested in, pottery. It's a heartwarming anime in the lively pottery town of Let's Make a Mug. Like a coffee mug. And look, there's a little cute little owl. Oh, and at the end it says, who said pottery isn't cool? Well, no one said that. I'm going to say it. Fuck you, pottery. How dare you? They're going to make these poor girls cry. There's a whole town that's, that's dependent on pottery. You're going to put this town out of business. Crash the economy. No. All right. That I want to watch. I don't want to watch an underclass woman sexually frustrate a older class man but i do want to watch a bunch of people make pottery i am super into this pottery like unironically i would really like to watch this no no, i really want to watch this too broadcast april 2021 all right what's the next show next show is called another dumb stupid harem shit oh okay so i will read you i'm not even gonna attempt to it's osana najimi ga zetai ni makinai love comedy <laughs> which i believe i i'm not even gonna try my childhood friend shida kuoha kuroha seems to have feelings for me she lives next door and is small and cute with an outgoing character she's the caring onisan type this being one of her greatest strengths but i already have my first love the beautiful Idol Idaru of our school, an award-winning author, Kachi Shirokusa. Thinking about it rationally, I should have no chances with her. But while walking home from school, she only talks to me with a smile. I think I might have a chance. Don't you? Or so I thought. But then I heard that Shirokusa already has a boyfriend and my life took a turn for the worst. I want to die. <laughs> Why is it not me? Even though she was my first love, as I was drowning in despair, Kurohara whispered, if it's that tough for you, then how about we get revenge? The best revenge ever. The revenge is that dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now that you've summarized the entire first season, <laughs> let's watch Osana, Osananjimi Gazeta ni Makani Love Comedy Official Trailer. English sub. 
And winter of my first year of high school, I was afflicted by the poison of love. <laughs> oh, Reddit's gonna fucking love this show. <laughs> Alright, it's a girl saying, I don't like people who are lewd. Do you wanna go out with me? No. And then there's a little sister character, of course. Sure, it'd be fun to go out with you, Kuro. But I decided to go out with Soko Shuko Chan. Poor. Okay. Uh. Let's take love revenge. <laughs> oh! So, okay, so now one of these characters is like, I'm gonna. Let's pretend we're dating to make this other character jealous. Yeah. But then they're gonna. But they're really gonna be in love and blah, blah, blah. This is fine. Probably. But then there's also like seven other girls involved because there has to be. Rom com where the childhood friend won't lose. Why didn't you tell me that was the name of it? That's the name of the show? Guys, literally, the name of the show is Rom com where the childhood friend won't lose. I wonder who's going to win. <laughs> All right, that looks basic as fuck. It, the characters don't even look cool or interesting or pretty. Like that show Rent-A-Girlfriend. I mean, there's probably like a thousand animes about two people having to pretend to be, to be together. But like the characters in Rent-A-Girlfriend are pretty cool. And their clothes are cool too. I like their clothes. I read something somewhere that said that the guy that made the manga... When he was designing the outfits, he didn't like actually design them. He just bought a fashion ma machine, magazine, a fashion ma machine, <laughs> 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 drew them in whatever happened to be popular at the time. That just makes it kind of lose some of the magic, right? <laughs> no, not for me. I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to read a bunch of fashion magazines. Like there's this one artist. I forget. His, I think his name is like a uh, Brian Hitch or something, and. Everyone's like, that guy's not a comics artist. He's a tracer. And they like literally find models that he's just directly tracing uh, in his comic book work. And I'm like, yeah, these girls are pretty hot, though. So I kind of don't care. I just want to see the boobies. I, I kind of just want to see hot, sexy Sue Storm. So <laughs> thanks, but no thanks, complainers. <laughs> All right. So out of these three animes we've watched, all right, now let's get to the... Let's get to the part of the segment that's called Rand Paul's Anime Punchers <laughs> colon, The Knockout. Oh, which, okay. of these which of these shows was a knockout? Which of these shows was a right jab? And which of these shows was a, was a blocked body shot? All of these shows are when one of the wrestlers run at the other one and like attempt to drop kick them, but they slide through the uh, <laughs> elastic into the ground. <laughs> I think the mug show is a knockout. I, I can't wait to see this mug show. And you know what? Guess what, Sriracha? Get fucking ready because all these mugs are going to be on sale and you, we are going to buy these mugs. Here's what we need to start doing now. We need to start making these mugs IRL, real talk, put them on Etsy. No, oh my God, they would totally sell if you build them as like, I bet you $5 that they do start selling one of the coffee mugs featured in this show, like as official merch, and on the bottom of it will be like, let's make a mug. Taraja, you don't think an anime would merchandise, you don't think an anime would create merchandise, do you? That's like you think genius. an anime would sell out like that? That's genius. You mean this cartoon that's totally about merchandise? <laughs> they want to make, they 
might make merchandise for the show. You think they might? I don't know. It's kind of a stretch. I just can't imagine that the, the artistic integrity of the anime artists <laughs> and studios. No, I'm telling you, Sriracha. Actually, I'll tell you what. Anyone listening to this right now, if you're into mug making, you talk to us. Yeah, hit us up. We'll help you uh, make a mug that's in the show, and then you could sell it to Weebs and Squibs. Yeah, sell it to Weebs and Squibs. You just, look, just give mommy and daddy a taste. Just give us a little taste. That's all we want. All right. We will be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. All right. So while we were drunk and high and fucked up, we watched a lot of 90 Day Fiance. And here's the sad part. It puts you right to sleep. It does. But the emotional drama keeps me awake and like on the edge of the bed. I love that. I love the fact that you have 90 Day Fiance in your veins now. Yeah, I, I, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I hate this Ed guy. I hate this cult guy. I, I know their names now. I know their names and I hate them. I love the fact that, okay, so listeners, there's a series of 90 Day Fiance called 90 Day Journeys, which is just a clip show of every like moment with the couples and it's a great primer for you. I wish I could sit you down Clockwork Orange style and make you watch every single couple. I mean, we have the Discovery Plus app, and I'm sure you noticed this today. Even when the bedroom TV is off, the moment you turn it on, it turns out, oh, it's been playing 90 Day Fiance for seven hours. (laughs) We just didn't realize. Um, So since the last time we spoke about 90 Day Fiance, how many of the marriages have fallen apart? Three. Three of the proposals have fallen apart, because 90 Day Fiance is a, a... ostensibly a show about engaged couples working their way towards getting married within the 90-day K-1 visa window. No, that's not true. It's about dating. It's about bringing a foreigner over for 90 days and just dating each other. Yeah, just kind of like seeing how things go, just like feeling the vibe. Um, Can you tell us which couples are done and why? Okay, so uh, the first couple that is done and why is Amira and Andrew, Reddit meme lord Andrew, who keeps making fake accounts on the 90 Day Fiance uncensored subreddit to post almost constantly about how Andrew's getting a bad edit and everybody's like, shut up, Andrew. stop posting here and he's like i'm not andrew what makes you think i'm andrew and they're like dude the only you made your account five days ago and the only posts are all about how passionate you are about andrew so you're either andrew or andrew's mom (laughs) oh my god so uh the reason that that fell apart is amira the french girl who i'm frankly getting a bit sick of because she acts like she has like no agency in this at all like obviously andrew's a dickhole but you know, you did choose to go to Serbia. And then she goes to Serbia and Andrew freaks the fuck out at her because she's like, I don't know if I want to have kids yet. Not even I don't know if I want to have kids yet, but just if we're fighting all the time, I don't want to have kids. And Andrew's like, I take that personally. Andrew's this very manipulative neck beard. And this French girl is like a very pleasant looking French girl who got thrown in Mexican prison for three days. And like after that, you can kind of misbehave all you want. If you got like thrown in Mexican prison because I and while I was at a resort eating French fries and cheeseburgers and getting a full body massage, like whatever you want, I'm going to give you for a while. I read the rules and decided that they did not apply to me. And then I went (laughs) to a French prison. No, I'm sick of both of these two people. I'm glad their marriage fell apart, but she's not going to the U.S. This is the one I was talking about the other week that uh, apparently she's dating a 
convict now so she can get on love at Lo- love after lockup which is another amazing tlc show she's trying to jump shows yeah uh-huh. it, look if I, I wouldn't jump all the way down to love after lockup i would try to have six kids so i could have a show <laughs> called like Sex, sexy tuplets, and it's about like a sexy mom with six kids. Or she could jump over to Sister Wives. I feel like that'd be easier to join. Yeah, so yes, anything, any of them. Wow, she's trying to get on that kind of convict dating show. You got to know your worth, lady. Yeah. All right, so, and then there's the other girl that went to, to Barbados, right? Oh, so, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, the uh, zand out wine mom, goes down to Barbados and breaks up with her boyfriend, Ryan, and then his Kirk cousin swims across seven seas to just pound that pussy into the dirt. So he, She's now thinking about getting married to uh, Harris and bringing Harris, Harris is the cousin, right. over to the United States, which I don't know how fuck that works. I guess she just thinks that she could just take a pencil and scribble out, or like, oh, I, I fucked it up. I'm not really in love with Ryan, U.S. government. I'm really in love with Harris, and I have been the whole time. Please give me these. <laughs> During a pandemic. During a pandemic, yeah. And so then she gets all pissed off because uh, his baby mama is posting on his Facebook like pictures of them together. And she's like, Harris. Which, this is the lady with the terrible Minnesota accent. Like, Harris, you haven't stuffed my sausage roll, but... <laughs> Your baby mama's posted all over Facebook. She's in love with you. So we don't know what's going to happen with that quite yet. Um, Well, you know who does know? The psychic. Oh, the psychic. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. So so in order to find out whether or not this is true love, they Skype in their psychic. And the psychic is like, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about a a guy who uh, is the cousin of another guy who you dumped and kind of seems like you've only known each other for a a minute. Uh, My uh, my psychic intuition is uh, telling me that you might want to slow things down. It's cloudy. My crystal ball is cloudy, but maybe this guy isn't the best option for you, (laughs) lady. The the spirits and fates that that, that guide the currents of the ebb and flow of fortune and failure are saying uh, i don't know maybe texas guy for a while i'm getting a vision that says perhaps you could come home from the united states with no man and try <laughs> dating someone here i i went to barbados with a ready to buy and i can't come home empty-handed i need a souvenir from my trip to barbados and i've already given out six thousand dollars worth of fake watches oh right there's that scene where she's like i bought a bunch of clothes for your cousin but i guess you can have them seeing as you're exactly the same right and it's like one of them's tall and one of them's short like their body types are like their values are very different looking people just swap them out it's but fine. she's just like everyone you're all interchangeable right and it's right. just like oh god, god ladies and stop then the final uh couple that has uh broken up is mike and natalie which i don't believe for a goddamn second so let me explain to you lizard the insanely scripted plot they have for mike and natalie so mike changes his mind and he's like hey uh natalie you want to get married and she's like yeet so she gets her ring back Finally, after a whole season of fucking ransacking this trailer, looking for her ring, she gets the ring back. The day of the wedding, Mike tells her, I don't want to get married. 
to you. And also your visa ran out. So uh, I don't know how you're going to get back to the Ukraine because the borders are closed. But go back to the Ukraine now, Natalie. And she's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So he uh, buys her. He buys her a ticket to France and is just like, yeah, I'm going to buy you a ticket to France and then just figure it out, I guess. So she goes and she's crying in the car and Mike's neighbor is driving her. She's like, we're going to stay in a hotel the night before the plane ride. So they go to the hotel and the hotel manager, which is not something I've ever heard in my entire life, is like, no, we can't check you in because Mike isn't here and Mike's name is on the reservation. Now, is that anything? Is there any plausibility to that? I know you think that's fake. I can, that motel looked shitty as fuck. So I could kind of see just like some lady working at a shitty rundown motel being like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. (laughs) Like, neither of you look like Mike. And the credit card was made out to Mike. So get the fuck out of here. Yeah, okay, maybe. So instead of just like doing what a normal person would do, go, I don't know, sleep at the airport or something. That's the thing I don't understand. Why they didn't just go straight to the fucking airport. Just sleep at the airport. No, they decided to go back to Mike's fucking house. Drive three hours. Three fucking hours in the middle of the goddamn night back to Mike's house. And (laughs) then they have this hysterical the next day. She's like, what am I going to do? I'm illegal here. Uh, I can't uh, break my this, that, and the other thing, my immigrant visa. So Mike and them hop on a call with a lawyer and the lawyer's like, yeah, I don't recommend that you stay here. If you're illegal, you're probably going to get deported. And she's like, well, how can we fix our relationship? The lawyer's like, that's not really a legal question. (laughs) (laughs) The lawyer's like, look, you can get married. Or you can leave the country. And Mike's like, well, can't she just like overstay her visa? And the lawyer's like, no, (laughs) no, she can't. This will hurt her later if she tries to emigrate legally. So they bought a consultation with the lawyer to figure out what Google and anyone with half a brain would already know. So now Natalie's illegal in the country and uh, we don't know what they're going to happen. I'm thinking they're going to have some kind of plot line where they get married out of convenience married because they want to maintain the drama and then they mysteriously end up together for a significant amount of time really yeah i think that mike is legitimately done with this girl like uh he seems checked out yeah he just does it doesn't seem like this is worth it to him anymore and i think that like the morning of the wedding he was just kind of like nah, you know what fuck it (laughs) i'm gonna go fuck my uh my barber i mean look it's it's like if this is fake then natalie is an incredibly good actress because like all that hysterical crying she did in the car oh yeah no she did a lot of hysterical crying (laughs) i mean i bought all that hysterical i was like oh shit this, this poor sweet lady yeah so that's three down and then uh what are they what's the name of the vegas couple the vegas jovi and yara yeah so like all right so with jovi and yara yara is consistently like jovi i told you not to go to that strip club i told you not to come home drunk i told you i didn't want your friends to come to vegas with us to get married i told you i didn't want your mom to come with us <laughs> it just cuts like a minivan with a bunch of friends and the mom and they're all like drinking and they're like we're gonna go party we're gonna party all night and she's pregnant but she doesn't want to tell anyone she's pregnant so there's this whole thing where like everyone's like why don't you drink you're no fun yeah and i am pregnant <laughs> 
Jovi. Yeah. um, I really don't know why Yara is putting up with all this. I think it feels like she just wants to be on TV. This is the couple. I know we've talked about this before, but this is the couple I don't buy. Like, I buy them the least as a couple. Mm -hmm. Like, because it doesn't even seem like they like each other 80% of the time. It seems like this couple gets married. Because all of their sit-downs are them together. Yeah. And a lot of the other people's sit-downs are people apart, where it's kind of like, hmm, I wonder if these people, you know, (laughs) didn't want to be in the same room with each other during the post-production phase of this, where they sit down and try to craft a narrative, like, with a bunch of sit-down interviews. Yeah, uh, I... I think they do get married, but honestly, I can't imagine why. I've seen stuff on chatter on the Reddit about how she does have this kid. Like, she's actually pregnant. Oh, shit. she does crap out this kid, and they live together still in Nolens. But I can't imagine. I don't see what she sees in him. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, well, this is ladies and the crap out of kid. And then finally, um, that last, uh, what, Tariq? Oh, yeah, Tariq and Hazel, and then also Brandon and Julie. I go Rasha. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's a fucking a quote of the season that I love. <laughs> she says that all the time whenever she's pissed off. She's like, I go Russia, Brandon. Yeah, I don't know why this lady's not back in fucking Russia. Like, this guy sucks so hard. He does. Well, um, that's a... Not even, this has to be wrapping up soon, right? I think so. It's been on for a while. Yeah, exactly. We just watched like the 18th episode of it. <laughs> um, all right, so look, when the season finale hits, we will wrap it up for you guys so you don't have to watch this nightmare shit show. Nightmare shit show. It's my favorite nightmare shit show. Look, I couldn't sleep. It's like midnight, and I'm seeing this guy demanding the ring back from this girl who's like hysterically crying in a car. <laughs> And I'm just like, God damn it, 90 Fiance, you hooked me. I totally understand why this is the most popular show on television and why there's a streaming show devoted just to this. Well, I use it as a nighttime sleep aid. Uh, well, we'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Welcome back to Loudest Podcast. It's time for the segment where the listeners get to react and swear at us. <laughs> Say bad things. Uh, it's a voicemail segment. It's everybody's favorite voicemail sentence. Asterios, what is that voicemail number? That voicemail number is 848-863-5343. Or you can just record a voice note on your phone and email it to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Um, this first voicemail is called Concerned Your Man Engages in Intelligent Debate. Yeah. Uh is that what it says? Is that what I wrote? That's what I, it's what's here. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Pussy! <laughs> That's it. That's I will always now. play these. I think they're the funniest thing ever. I don't, just everybody listeners, right all now. of you call in next week and just scream a genital body part. That's the voicemail. Shut the fuck up. I love this, whoever that is. I love that guy so much. Um, thank you, mystery caller. Uh, <laughs> this next voicemail is called "People Should Not Live on Islands." Yes, that one's correct. Hey, sir, hey, Rancher. It's Christian the Crossman. Hey, I am Siri. I think you're gonna agree with it. Um, people aren't supposed to live on islands. Hmm. To be honest with ourselves, people are not supposed to live on islands. Think about it. Most of New York. It's a fucking island. How and your guys' cultural identity is the fact that you say bacon, egg, and cheese is one word. That's not weird. Hawaii. Hawaii has a massive drug problem. Australia. It's <laughs> so fucking Australia. Like, every single island nation, every single major island where there's a shitload of people on it, inevitably gets fucked up. 
Like, seriously, just look at where you live. Look around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys can hear just, like, someone screaming about the end of days on a subway. Be like, yeah, that's fine. That's just the way it is here. Yeah, Jeff's and cool. And people are, like, enchanted <laughs> by it. As if that's something cool and good. It's not. It's weird. Yo, Hawaii rules. Did you hear about their massive drug problem? Is that... Wait, is New York an island? Am Manhattan, I is a, Manhattan is an island. I thought it was a peninsula. I mean, it's connected by bridges. How but do you fucking qualify an island? I don't think that's an island. It's called the island of Manhattan or Manhattan Island. Oh, okay. Well, then I just, I'm, I've, my brain, the chemicals in the water, <laughs> the island water have permeated my brain. <laughs> I mean, like, look, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause like Long Island is connected at the end, but like we don't call it Long Peninsula. Yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. No, this guy's fucking wrong. Why rules? New York City fucking rocks. I even like the band islands. They're really good. <laughs> I Yeah, Hawaii is an island with a drug problem, but as we've went over this episode, drugs are awesome and cool. <laughs> yeah, we stayed inside for two and a half days doing nothing but drugs. <laughs> now we both feel like we're going to die. <laughs> All right, this final voicemail is called, I sure hope Scooby-Doo is a vegan. I sure fucking hope so, I'm a vegan or a vegetarian. I'm trying to be talking fucking dog. You know, they're weird that in Scooby-Doo, they're clearly fucking sentient animals and shit. This guy, whoever this guy is, he rules. I love this guy. And so does dog. That's kind of fucking worrying, isn't it? The fact that I can barely understand uh, him makes me like him more. seems like... Michael Scott, yeah, but like, <laughs> what is he talking he about? Nathan Masry is like, like Michael British Scott. Comedy he is. Characters who yeah. The joke is they're so fucking out of touch with reality, and they got like brought back to like, no, that's a terrible idea. But it feels like no one ever actually explains to Nathan that he's made a terrible mistake. Yeah, that he's like, I'm hitting that he's Alan Partridge. That yeah. this dude is bang on about this guy being a cringe British comedy character. <laughs> Wait, you now you said today he t- tweeted something about like big dicks or something. <laughs> yeah, he tweeted out uh about Scooby-Doo eats. Big things are coming. I like it big, just like a big Scooby-Doo hot dog or something. I'm paraphrasing. No, but that but is what he said though. Like he, that's 99% what he said. And you know what that tells me? He totally is listening to these episodes. Because we talked about this last time, how like it's a weird like Scooby Doo eats has a weird sexual thing going on, and now he's tweeting about like how he likes big wieners in his mouth. Come on, Nathan Masry has a weird sexual thing going on. <laughs> I'm gonna read a DM, please do between Nathan Masry and Zach. <laughs> Remember Zach from last week? He made that amazing Nathan Masry. Black metal, love me, feed me, don't eat me song. Yeah, don't eat me. <laughs> okay, well, I forget the name of the fucking song. Love me, feed me, don't leave me. I don't care. I don't either. All right, so when Zach sent me that song, he also sent me a screen cap of a DM between him and Nathan. And I did get his permission to read this. Okay, go ahead. All right, so Zach sent a work in progress cut of the love me, feed me, don't eat me black metal music video to Nathan. Here is Nathan's response. Oh, boy. Quote, I got bigger things for you, and oh, boy, do I love young talents, which are assets, not a liability. I visited your website and heard into your dreams, and I think we can schedule a call to talk. Tell me he scheduled a call. 
tell me. Oh, Zach, please, 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 for the love of God, please call in and tell us what happened on that call. Actually, I do know. <gasps> so, so Zach then messaged me. He says, please advise. Should I follow up with him? Will he make my artistic dreams that are not a liability come true? Of course. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. I definitely don't want to be responsible if fucking Nathan Madison shows up to like wearing like a Cupid outfit and a Garfield tail, Scooby-Doo's head with his fucking package hanging out. Like I'm like, I'm like, Zach, I don't know what to tell you to do. You seem, you seem like an adult. Whatever you do, please just be careful. You got to follow your artistic, not liability dream. <laughs> exactly. Um, so apparently this case came later zach said thanks for playing my song by the way i'm almost certain that the one dislike on the video comes from nathan i sent it to him like hey this is fun right are we still on for that chat you were talking about it? he promptly blocked me and then the dislike popped up all i wanted to do was make the owner of garfield eat smile <laughs> Die. He definitely did. He definitely did listen to that episode and then be like, you know what? Nah. I'm too dehydrated for this. I'm going to die if I keep laughing. This well, Zach, what did we learn today? We learned that your artistic dreams are life. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good song. Look, we're closing on that song again. I love that song Please, so much. We're going to yeah. close with this song one more time. Hey, guys. That is about it for the loudest podcast this week. Next week, we will have a much more high-energy show where we are both not trying to hold down vomit the entire time. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget that today, the day you are listening to this, this is uh, your last chance to get this month's sticker and card. So if you want the March sticker and card, you got to pledge now. And it says Nathan Nazary's fucking crazy on it. It so says Nathan Nazary's fucking Nathan crazy. Nathan Nazary, excuse so me. Don't, I, I don't know what the dip. That's a uh, OP <laughs> Donut steel. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We love you guys. Bye.